What's up, y'all, and welcome to Durag Thoughts. My name is Trevor Went. I'm a visual artist raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I make art to challenge perspectives and give hope to the marginalized and oppressed. And the second season of Durag Thoughts has been all about and centered around my project, the series City of God, and it is closed now. You've all seen the last episode of the series, and I hope that it has challenged you. Uh, something that I hope you come back to time and time again and really dive into the story and Today, we are also closing out Durag Thoughts, the whole series um, for season two. We're not closing out the, the whole Durag Thoughts forever because there's going to be season three, season four, all them different things. But uh, we're closing out season two with the final episode of the season. And my guest for today is a person that I'm going to talk to about what it took to create the musical vision of this. So it only makes sense that y'all meet uh, the the genius, the extraordinaire, Tay, the the producer, Tayshawn, Tay, the producer, Jackson. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just how we got here, the process behind it, and and really just talk about some of the the, the different moments in the, the highs, the lows, the challenges, just whatever comes naturally in our conversation. So it should be pretty dope. I appreciate y'all listening through this season of Durag Thoughts. And if this is the first episode you, you're you tuning in, you should go back to the beginning and go through the Project City of God. Use Durag, Durag Thoughts as a, a space to, to kind of journey through the project with and hear some of the stories and conversations surrounding it. And yeah, enjoy. But let's get to it. Tay, what's up, dog? Appreciate What's you. going on, folks? Hey, Kai. Yo, appreciate you taking the time to be here, to, to course, function with me, to do this. So, first of all... Wait, me... wait, 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 wait. You, you said function? Yeah, function, Kai. Okay, okay. We out here functioning. We out here. We outside. Outside? <laughs> we in... No, no, we inside. We inside. We inside. It's a whole pandemic. We we... Oh, it is. It is. Man. But, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So... <laughs> so... <laughs> So I want to I want to kind of go to the beginning of the inception of me and you working together for COG. Uh, mm. So we talked about this a little bit before before we went online for this, but it was a couple years back. I don't remember how many Thanksgivings ago. It's had to be at least three um, because it'll be. I mean, at this moment, it's not Thanksgiving, but by the time people see this, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving will have long passed. But it was like three Thanksgivings ago, and I was talking to you about how I had this vision for this project. And for mm -hmm. people who've been paying attention, COG has been a project that I've been thinking about for like five years. And mm -hmm. so... Uh, I was talking to you about this concept for this this record that I was thinking mm -hmm. and it was going to be scored and I gave you uh kind of like I was thinking about like I was like yo I heard this this project from Levi the poet and this project like had this like scoring element to this like creative uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this creative body of like spoken word poetry and I'm yeah. like I want to do something like this. Yeah. And I remember like you had looked up like you, you like, I was just kind of talking to you like conceptually about, yo, this is what I'm thinking just cause you did music. 
I was thinking about something musical, musical, but I wasn't like, I knew that you were kind of in the lane of a hip hop producer. And I remember you were like, like one night I like woke up the next day, you were on the couch and you were talking about, yeah, I like looked up some stuff on scoring last night. And, um, when I first kind of thought through the concepts of this record, there's a homie out here in Virginia that I had talked to that um, I met like early in my college years when I would come back home and go to Bible mm. studies and stuff like that at his church, um, who plays drums, produces, does a bunch of stuff like that. And me and him had talked about potentially doing this project together. And it was like gonna be like 10 tracks and he had like quoted me a price and everything. And and I was still trying to like hone in the whole project. Mm. But um, but I think like that moment when you had talked about stuff also planted a seed in me to think about, okay, would I do this thing with Tay or would I do this thing with Mark? Mm. Um, and really, and was really beginning to play that out in my head. So what do you remember about that is not a COVID cough. Me and Tay already talked about how I was going to have to explain this to people. I got this, this nigga. <laughs> um, I was going to have to explain this to people. I get, I get sick when I, when I go to sleep and it's cold in the house and uh, people been wilding at the house and turning, turning the heat off in the middle of the night. And so it, it happened enough times. So the point where I have this like lingering, like little cough, but this ain't a COVID cough. But anyways, Tay, what do you remember about just that kind of opening concept talk about scoring and and things like that? What do you remember about that that time, however many holidays ago it was, where we chopped it up about that stuff? Um, nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, this nigga, this nigga don't want a podcast. <laughs> no, no, like for real, for real, I remember you told me about it. Um, and in the back of my mind, I'm just sitting there like scoring. What is that? Like, like for real, for real, I was like, I, I know, I know about it. You know, we know. For me, I know when I think about scoring, I think about you know movie soundtracks. And like like the joints that like carry us like through our like childhoods, you know, like the ones we always go back to. I remember the first one that came to my mind was the one that always stands out to me. It's from from Bioshock. Random random joint, but I found it in high school because of a friend. He was like, "Yo, you gotta check this out. It's it's just crazy." And I listened to it, and ever since then, it 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 stuck with me. And so I'm thinking stuff like that, but I'm like scoring what 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 that mean you know what i mean so i looked up some stuff that night um when you saw me on the on when i was you know i was knocked out on the couch it, it was a good sleep real good sleep real good sleep but like i was because i you know you you had my brain going so i'm sitting there and i'm like okay let me let me look up some stuff and i think i remember i typed in hip-hop scoring or something like that Cause I ain't know what to type in. All the stuff I saw was like, like I remember I saw electronic stuff by some white people, and they were showing me like all these like 
tools and all this stuff and all the software and stuff they were using but the music was trash trash man like you got a you got a, a dude from the uk and he's like good evening guys today we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of scoring yeah we're gonna do a bit of you know a bit, bit scoring for this for this soundtrack here and then he you know he got all this equipment and then he plays something in the joint and go like and i'm like what is this and it's like horrible because i was trying to get like a scope for it then i type in hip-hop scoring nothing like pops up for real and then i'm i'm sitting there and i remember i had to start where i was like should i do this like am i gonna be able to do this you know but at the same time there was the other part of me besides the feel and all that stuff where i was like this this could be interesting this could be cool you know this ain't something i ever done before i i mess around with it on my own you know like i'll do something it sounds kind of like weird you know but it, it was never nothing that i really like thought about so when you came to me about it i'm like okay so in the back of my mind i'm like yeah. but also like this could be cool so i don't remember too much about about when you when you first uh came to me about it because it, it was a while ago yeah it was a while that's ago, real but yeah that, all i remember is those, those two feelings the feeling of fear not having much information because the stuff i saw online was you know a bunch of uk white people with you know in in bedrooms with with no beards baby shaved and they playing trash music and i was like okay maybe if, maybe i could do it if this if calling white people of calling white people white and saying that they have that, that these white people had shaved faces and stuff was the thing that you were concerned about. I think you're okay. Um, but, but yeah, so if we fast forward then, it was it was a couple of years. I mean, me and Tay probably talked about this same project every holiday yeah. <laughs> that I saw. I knew it was going to come too. I knew it. I was like, okay, Trevor, Trevor about to say something. I know it. I know it. <laughs> and but the thing was is like I still wasn't at a place where I was at the point where music was getting involved. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I, it was like in real in reality, I think at the beginning of it was really just a it was a point for us to connect mm-hmm. to talk a lot of, about a lot of music to give some background. Tay mm-hmm. and my little sister Alyssa have been dating for what, like six years at this point? Yeah, man. So Tay and Alyssa have been dating for forever. Shout out EJ Walrus. EJ um, Gang. EJ Gang for life. Look up EJ Walrus on Instagram and stuff to see my little sister's stuff. Um, but Tay and like like that was that was a point where we we could connect and, and kind of build friendship, relationship kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um and then when when it came time for me to really think through the processes of who was I going to ask, I remember talking to my brother and you know, I was talking to Aaron and uh, I was I was telling him I was on the phone with him and I was like, I'm, I'm struggling to pick. Do I pick between Tay and Mark? Because like Mark has done stuff like this before and he has hip hop like background like love and stuff like that but Tay I feel like has a closer connection to the sounds that I want mm. 
and it would also be putting on someone that like i like i'm like is gonna be a part of my life for i would i would perceive a pretty long time you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and that like i've continued to stay up with like you know is it like it seemed like there was a greater longevity within that space and and i remember telling aaron i was like i just like the idea of also potentially putting tay on to give mm -hmm. him greater exposure to the world that i feel like i'm gonna reach mm -hmm. to be able to pay him to do something and to be able to like uh to just see kind of what could come of this right and so that's how i ultimately landed on you because i just felt like your soundscape would fit better i felt like you would take up any challenge that kind of came in front of you mm -hmm. and if you were willing to take the position because this was before i ever asked you mm -hmm. um i was like i just feel like you would take the challenge on you would be able to bring in like our like even though our roots differ in terms of like how we came up you know the musical influences and stuff that you and i had growing up although there are intersections you know i imagine you were allowed to listen to secular music growing up <laughs> and i was not <laughs> and so, yeah and <laughs> And so there was that reality. It's just like there, there was like there were still pieces that I felt like you could bring in, and and then just the element of like blackness that you could bring to the table. Mm -hmm. That you know, like Mark's Filipino, and he's cool peoples, but Mark is also not black. Mm -hmm. And so there was an element for me when it was like I'm trying to tell this story of a very black experience through a lot of these various scenarios, uh, you know, it, it made a lot of sense to try to get someone who could embody those experiences. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those, a lot of those uh, elements of blackness would be felt in the music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, Yo, Tay, you suck. <laughs> and so, and so ultimately, uh, yeah, that's how, I mean, that's ultimately how I kind of came to the position where I wanted to, to hit you up and, and ask you. And so I asked you and you were like, this, this is, this seems like it could be cool. Mm -hmm. And you said you were down and <laughs> I don't think either of us really knew what we were getting into at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I had no idea, man. So <laughs> talk about, talk about that. <laughs> talk about how, because initially we thought, that this project could be knocked out in like four months and 
we were four months in and we didn't even have a track done. <laughs> it was like it, or it was like it was like three months. I don't think it was four. I think three we thought it was gonna be able to be done in three. And at the end of three, we were like maybe closing in on getting the right sound for Fear Lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was what was that of it was Alyssa's graduation from VCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had we were at the I remember we gotten like uh dessert at that grocery store or whatever. And we were in the parking lot. And I remember like you were kind of discouraged by just how long it was taking and how it was like <laughs> you kept shooting up, yo, I got this idea. And I'm like, nah, it feels different. You know, it feels like I don't know. Like for I'll I'll say how I felt. Well, actually, you give your perspective on that beginning space and and just like how you and how it was just you didn't really even realize like what what have I gotten myself into? Talk about that and then I'll kind of give the perspective of of how stuff was going from the beginning. Man, let me tell you this. When I when I first started like doing these uh doing like the the you know like trying to like develop like the sound palettes like and everything especially for fear my mindset was totally different going into it because usually the way that I usually work or like the way I used to work then was I make a track and once I make that track that track is done I send it to the person the person don't like it they ain't using it we're going to go to another one. But for this one, to stay on one thing for so long, for me, it was just like, there were there were a bunch of moments where I was just like, yo, we're we not getting nowhere. You know? I was just looking at, the, at these tracks and just like, you know, I was sending it to you. And I'm like a little kid. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to send it to him. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what he's going to say. Okay. Okay. And then I sent it to you. And then... This is how I like envision you like looking at it. I'm like, okay, okay, you know, click, and I send it. Okay, let's see what he gonna say. Okay, and then you just like this. You just sitting in the house. No, that ain't it. And then just go back, and I'm just in the house, and then I get the text. You like, yeah, this this sound different. Da 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 da. And I'm just looking at it like. Huh? What you want me to do? And now I'm just sitting looking at the, at the computer like, what you want me to do? And I got to force myself and sit back down. And I'm like, but then it was like in the beginning, I didn't like, like you said, I was discouraged. I was mad discouraged. I was like, I was like, this, this ain't supposed to take this long. At least I don't think, you know, like, and I didn't know much about any of this. But in my head, I'm like, I'm supposed to send you something and you're supposed to like it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. And then we just keep moving on. But when you didn't like it, like that made me uncomfortable because I'm like, wait, he don't like what I did? And then I started like, we'll get into this more on, but like plenty of times I would be talking to this and I'd be like, I, I don't think I can do this. I think he chose the wrong person. Maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this, you know? Maybe I can't score. Maybe that's maybe that's out of out of my jurisdiction. Maybe I should just 
be this type of producer. Maybe this ain't what I am. But then eventually, when things started to click, there was a sense of relief where I'm like, okay, all right, thank God. Thank God. Okay, let's move on. But I would go back to it and I would listen to it because I'm still trying to grow as a producer. And I would go back and ABM, put them side by side and be like, okay, you, you, you had a point with that. Like, that track does feel different than this one. It moves different, you know, especially with what you wanted Fear to be. You wanted Fear to be, you know, Fear Lane was the beginning. That was the thing that immersed you into it. And I remember that that guitar sample, like, that changed. I think it changed from the beginning, like, when I first sent it to you. But then once that sound got developed, you locked onto that sound and you were like, yo, don't touch that. And I even put it in one of the clips. I may send it to you at some point where where the sample is named in the Ableton session file, Guitar Loop, Don't Touch This, Trevor Like It. Yeah. <laughs> I, I named it as that because I was like, he liked this. So don't touch it. Don't do nothing to it. Nothing. And then eventually I started to get it and I was like, okay, he getting on my nerves, but he, 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 he making sense. You know what I mean? So... It yeah. was a bunch of all that, like, together. Yeah, there was definitely the place in in kind of the... It's like, I, I told Aaron this early on. I told... I've, I've talked about this elsewhere in, in Durag <laughs> Thoughts this season. My approach is very Kendrick Lamar in the sense that I'm very hands-on to the entire process because mm-hmm. I'm even though I didn't have a good understanding of this is exactly sonically what I need this to sound like and I also didn't want to do that because I wanted to give free reign for you to be creative mm. but I knew this doesn't flow and this doesn't fit this doesn't do this this that and the third in the beginning the thing that we were really oh god Hit the hit the key on the, the keyboard, um, but you sitting the, on the pillow? Uh, yeah, but I'm also like, let, let me see. I can't even see. It's got oh frick, my dad on the bottom of my screen showing. Hold up, y'all. I'll be back in a second. Gotta fix this little thing. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that looks a little crusty. You know, sorry, sorry, YouTube. We don't. <laughs> we're gonna we get this right i'm leaving this in the video no nah, leave this leave all this man i just didn't want that little blurdy blur showing at the bottom um Ooh, the blurdy blur we talking about there was a there was a little there was a little lens flare situation happening um uh. but i'm sitting i'm sitting on the couch i gotta make this thing look nice um but anyways uh so in the beginning of what we were doing, the big the the big problem was okay. So you were you were engaging a challenge that was unlike anything you've done before because most producers have packs of beats, and they like hip hop producers have packs of beats. They send artist packs. Artists pick the packs that, like the beats that they want. They rap over the beats, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you might make some modifications and stuff, and 
and and take a beat to the next level, but you're sending packs of beats. COG is set up from a space where I wrote the records and recorded the records first. And then you scored them. So when we say scoring people, like that's what we mean by scoring. Like I did the work and of recording my vocals and all those things. And Tay came behind that and scored it as if he was scoring a movie. Mm -hmm. Cause in a movie, if you've watched in certain spaces, like scoring sessions, Back in the day, it used to be more like this, where you'll have like whoever the the I, I don't know what the the technical term, the conductor, whatever, whoever like you have the person who's like who's kind of the the chief of of all that process, the producer of that process, and they might have like an orchestra in the room or something, and they're watching a scene play out. Let's say The Lion mm-hmm. King or something. You got Hans Zimmer or something, and they're He's telling people where to bring this up and where to go mm-hmm. here and stuff to follow the flow musically of what's happening on the screen. And mm-hmm. so I'm telling Tay, yo, this is exactly doing that. And so this is my piece. I don't, and I didn't even have an understanding of like BPMs or anything at that point. I still don't really <laughs> have an understanding of BPMs. And but I'm like, I've recorded these things, score them. And Tay would, I remember, <laughs> I remember when we started, Tay said, yeah, what BPMs are each of these joints recorded at? <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't know. And he was like, oh, man, well, I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> and so, you know, even that, like, there was no, like, set BPM that stuff was recorded at or anything like that. I wasn't listening to a metronome. I wasn't doing anything where I had to follow the flow of, of, of any beat or anything like that. Even that too, like that, that shows you right there what my mind was when we went into this. Cause if you think about it, even with, with scoring from what I remember, there is no real like constant BPM throughout like a score. I was my mind and well my mind then during like with producing was my mindset was a, was centered around a fixated BPM one that doesn't change 120 130 160 or 90 or 85 and it stays the same throughout the entire track with this there was a lot of movement in yours like with a lot of these tracks it'll start at a certain BPM and then it'll just drop all the way down and then slowly pick back up, pick back up, pick back up. So even that shows you like what my mind was. I was like, okay, what was the BPM? Cause that's how you that's how you start a session. If I'm in the studio, somebody may come in and be like, Oh yeah, I want something with a little what, 140, 160 BPM. That means there's a little, a little energy to yeah, it. Yeah, a little faster. Mm-hmm. So even that shows you what where, where I was. Yeah, yeah. And so we were walking into a space where I knew I was going to like, it was going to have to push Tay, but I also didn't have a ton of the terminology for what he needed to understand and hear, you know, from a musical understanding perspective. So I couldn't necessarily explain the stuff in the way that it needed to be explained. 
And then at the same time, you know, he like he was trying to come over these challenges of, yo, this is a different world than what I've ever done. And so I remember the first iteration of fear that you sent me and it sounded good. It was like very jazz hip hop influence and stuff. And it sounded really good, but it didn't fit the record. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like two different pieces. Like it sounded like there was a musical piece and there was a, there was a spoken word piece. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. sound like they were one unit. And I was like, this is like for all sorts of other stuff that I would do in my life, this would be great, but this isn't, Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel like these things are communicating with one another. They just felt like they were sitting autonomously. Mm -hmm. And for the most Mm -hmm. part, you had been in a position where you weren't needing to mold something. Like it's been the artist's job to to mold a vision mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. music rather than you molding your music to a vision of words that are already cast. Like someone might be like, oh, I want something that's slow or fast or this or that. And you have some sort of like framework for that. Yeah. But, but you didn't have like that. It, it's just a, com- it's a completely different process. And that's mm-hmm. why we've talked about like there's not many hip hop producers, period, who can say that they've scored anything. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe like RZA or something, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's a very, very small group of people. Yeah. And so you were already like taking on a task that is just, you know, is a beast. Mm-hmm. Is a beast. So, like you said, when you f- when it felt like we were actually turning a corner and there was some senses of relief, um, like what moment for you is there? Was there a particular moment within the project where you felt like, okay, we finally getting somewhere? Is there something that you remember? Hmm. I think there were there were a bunch of moments. There were like um yeah, there were there were a bunch of them. I think for me there there were the moments where I would do what you asked and then I was like, okay, I would send you something and you're like, okay, this needs to fit more with this and I do it. And then I'm done with the track. But there will be other moments where I would do it, but then step back. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it my way and see what happened. And when I would do it, I would listen back to it. And I think though that's like one moment where I would say, like throughout, I would step back and say, we're getting somewhere. Like it's it's starting to, it, it feels different than than it did before. You know what I mean? Like it feels like, I'm I'm in it now, if that makes sense. Like in the beginning, it was like I still felt like that. There's 
with with music and with producers and engineers, um, if there's anybody who's an engineer watching, they'll understand like this terminology. But there's like in the box and out out of the box when it comes to like mixing. In the box means like you're using all like plugins and stuff that's already inside. Like in the box just means on on your computer. Plugins and stuff that's housed on your computer. And it's out of the box, which is like a board, like a SSL board or something like that, where they got all the knobs and everything on it. And you got racks with all these like different plugins and buttons and all that stuff. And I remember I went to my friend, my friend Tim, who's he's in med school right now down here, but he's also an engineer. And I went to him a bunch of times and I told him like, hey, I'm having trouble with this project because I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm in it. You know, like in it, in terms of like, I don't feel like I got much control. And when I started to do things like that, where it was like, you know, like um, Heritage of Hate, like that interlude, doing that interlude was one of those big moments for me where I really felt like I'm a part of this record now. Like literally I was because my voices were in it, but I felt like, okay. I feel like I can control it now. Like I'm, I feel like I'm like smack dab in the middle and I'm moving the pieces like by hand. And I think those were the moments throughout, like with that, with fear, when that, when it started to work, um, you know, and I started to feel like, okay, something, something's happening. And another, another one that I remember that, um, that we we talked about this before, but where I felt like, okay, this this is a project project. This ain't just something that we just you know throwing together. Like this this is a project project. When the when the ones where you were talking about your dad, um, I think it was it's brave. It's brave Boulevard. Oh boy, that track. When I was working on that track, like because in order to, to work on these you know on this project and on each like track. I had to listen to these tracks like over and over and over and over and over, like on loop. I would loop like certain sections, like 15, 20 minutes, like straight, just straight, just listen to it over and over. And I, and I felt myself like getting mad and I'm like, wait, why I feel like this? And I took a step back and was like, oh shoot, we doing something here. You know what I mean? Cause it then like with all these different things, like with me feeling like I'm in the middle of it, I can control it me feeling like like you know it's it's starting to affect me now like it's not just something i'm just looking at and listening to like it's something that like i'm actually a part of it to the point where i'm in it i feel like i I can control it and it's also like affecting me now i walk away and i'm feeling mad or i'm feeling like real real sad you know and i'm just like you know contemplating everything i'm I'm just sitting in the room like what is life What, what 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 is this thing you know what i mean oh i'm sitting back and i'm like how does it make me feel about my dad? You know what I mean? Like it was, it was plenty moments like that where I took a step back from it and I was like, we, we making a project project. This is an album album. You know what I mean? Like this, this is real. It's starting to come together. Like you, and it started to flow. It started to feel like a, a story, an inclusive story at that, that pulled me into it, pulled anybody who listened to it into it so i think those are the moments for me where it started to come together and i was like okay this is a project project this ain't just 
some some songs you know or just some sounds uh. yeah yeah correct me if i'm wrong but when it comes for comes to you when you're listening to music the first thing that you hear is not lyrics the first no. thing you probably hear i would imagine it would be like drums something like that it's shifted now it's shifted before when we first started on this it used to be drums but now after working on this it's not okay now the drums come like second or third now i'm listening to because remember the, the track all the stars and how much i used to talk about that track yeah you talked about all the stars a lot towards the end of the record <sighs> because I, I and that's another thing too about this project it it helped me appreciate all these like little little teeny elements because i always used to like the small weird stuff with the music but this really helped me like really focus on it and like now i know what i'm listening for and like those are the moments where i would listen to like specifically that track and i was like what is that weird sound in the back how is how you know how did they do that what did they have to go to to do that is that post is that pre but now it's changed so now when i listen to music I'm listening to like the melodies and the weird sounds and the textures and all that stuff. And then I'm listening to the drums and then I'm like, how is it like them drums just cutting straight through it, but it's not too much, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's, it's shifted first. Now it's the melody and the textures and all that stuff. And then it's the drums. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I don't know that that's the first thing I hear in music because it takes me a while to like, totally grab what someone says but with this project i was very much so like it's like lyric heavy like it's you know mm -hmm. it's very much so like this is the story i'm trying to tell and you i remember we'd have to have like conversations about mm -hmm. what i was actually talking about because mm -hmm. i'm like how did you not like how are you not getting this like it says it right there <laughs> and you're like i don't I, i'm not a lyrics person like that you know yeah and yeah. so I remember there were like, at one point we had a call where we were talking about, cause we, in the beginning we were talking almost every week. Mm. And um, there was a call where we were like, go, I, I explained out a couple of the tracks and you were like, that is actually really helpful. Oh yeah. Can man. you yeah. do that for the rest of stuff? And so then we started getting, we started having to figure out like our rhythm of working together. I started, making you like inviting you to view my notes on apple and then i had to send you audio files i forgot about this until this moment but i sent you mm -hmm. audio files mm -hmm. that were mm -hmm. overviews of every track and what the story yeah. was behind it and what the feel was and stuff like yeah. that yeah and then yeah. we started figuring out like what the inspirations that i really wanted to hone in on because at first it was like we had a big landscape of like jazz and gospel and hip hop and this. And then we really honed it in. And it's like, well, the records that we really feel from this are like, like uh, Saba, mm -hmm. Care For Me, mm -hmm. Black's East Atlanta Love Letter. Mm -hmm. Of course, we were already on the Kendrick mode of, mm -hmm. of really Good Kid, Mad City and T-Pab. Those were the two records that we were really holding to there. Um, and I think those were kind of like the big, the big records, maybe like For Your Eyes Only was another record where we mm -hmm. kind of had some stuff, but it was like, like Black's record is a really good example of mm -hmm. 
those weird textures because he has a ton mm-hmm. of those. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the type of stuff because like when I was a little kid, I was a little singing nigga. Like that would just be around the house just singing stuff. And and I I just my like my I don't I probably remember, you know how you think in childhood you were so much better at something than you actually were. And I, I think <laughs> like I thinking back then for a long time, I thought I was like a really good singer as a kid. And then I just lost it when I got older. I just think I was never really good. <laughs> but <laughs> as, as I reflect now and in, in, in being a realist about it, but yeah. but and when it comes to that stuff, I was always singing in the house. And so R&B and things like that are, are things that really influence me. But 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 I wanted the hip hop mm-hmm. feeling and black does that really well because he mm-hmm. still raps. You know, mm-hmm. he only threw it on one track on East Atlanta Love Letter, but he can very much so still rap. And so mm-hmm. we had to figure out what are the true inspirations. And then there were points where, like you said, if we're doing if we're talking Heritage of Hate interlude or Silent Stream interlude, that those were moments where it was like, say, this is my concept. You do with it what you what you want to do, like. Those were like those were moments where I just was like, yo, hands off, like just go. Um, and and in both of those moments, you came back with stuff that like I instantly was just like, yeah, go. Like that was tight. And mm-hmm. and I think at that point we had developed a working relationship. And I mm-hmm. think one of the things that we don't give ourselves credit for in this because we were on that pandemic flow before the pandemic because we were yeah. never in the same room working on this yeah. to this day. We like, only met up like what? Once? One like time. Officially when you came by my spot. Yeah. That was the only time where we sat. So it was last <laughs> Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2019 mm-hmm. that because people will be hearing this in 2021. Um, but it's crazy. But Thanksgiving 2019 was the first time that we got to be able to get together and sit down in this. And we didn't even get far in that session because which it was like I like I had to also there there like I'm I'm very aware of this. Well, let me finish the thought from the earlier thing before I go on a tangent. But we were on that pandemic flow because we didn't sit in a room and work on this. So it wasn't yeah. like, and and at that point you had gotten through the record basically. Like it was almost done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we were, we were so much in a space of, uh, yeah, you were, you were basic, you were near, you were nearing done. Cause I had to go back and do some other stuff to fix some stuff in Raleigh um, mm-hmm. that I had done wrong. And, and then we'll talk about that, that moment from Thanksgiving too. But we were, we were on this remote working situation, which isn't something that you do either, unless it's like sending someone beat packs, but you're, you're, you're the type of person who likes to like function in the same room with somebody and fill out a session. Yeah. And there was just, and feel that energy, feel that vibe, the energy and all that. Yeah, exactly. And so for, for this, it was you had to take on a new approach to music in general and production in general, do sounds mm-hmm. that you weren't necessarily used to doing, and then also do it remotely. And so 
we were working with all those challenges and it wasn't like I had the bandwidth to come out there because I was in seminary, I was working full time. And if, and if anyone knows about working in churches as a creative person, you get stretched really, really thin. And so I was already super stretched thin. So it was, it was, there was, there was no way that I was going to be able to just like drive from Raleigh, North Carolina up to DC and function with Tay to do this project consistently. And so they're, they're that word again, uh, function. Function, Kai. You know. <laughs> That's a nice word. We you should here. call this episode function. Yo, we out here trying to function. <laughs> yeah. And so, <coughs> not a COVID cough. <laughs> but there was, there was really a, a place yeah. where it was hard because I could like something, but I mm-hmm. also had to be real with you about where something needed to go. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was hard to... Like I'm the type of person who I'm hyper analytical. And so when I hear something or see something, a visual or whatever, I'm just like, this is wrong. 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 Like I'll feel out all the flaw. Like even if I'm hearing something and I like it, I'll also hear like the, and so like, I'll be ready to just say everything that's like needs to be changed. Mm-hmm even if I like the meat of something and I mm. have to like pull myself back from those things and, mm. and communicate the good mm-hmm. and mm. then communicate the stuff that needs to be changed and then communicate the good again. And I knew that I was like, I knew, I knew that in the sense of the spaces with you and this is our first time working together on a project. And, and it was like any other musical thing that you've ever sent me. It's been like, yo, this, this is crazy. And so, yeah, this hog, (laughs) as Tay would say, you know? And so, and I knew with, with you and I's kind of friendship at that point, it had only been affirmations, but when it comes to like my bodies of work, oh, best believe like, I'm a, I'm a be like knit. (laughs) picky about every detail and there were points where i was like i was so hesitant to tell you if i heard something like i didn't want to because i didn't want to discourage you but i also knew if i didn't tell you that i was going to regret it 10 years from then Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. be like i hate how this sounds right here and Mm -hmm. i could have just told them and dealt with whatever it was going to feel like in that moment and we could have got the sound that we needed but i punked out and didn't say it and i so so yeah. i i let that ish go and just said yo i gotta i gotta say whatever i need to say mm-hmm. um and so i knew it was challenging for you but then i also <laughs> i also knew that i needed to get out of this project what the project needed to be or it was a waste of time and mm. um so yeah that that's that space was was really interesting and i can't remember the thought that i tried to like go off on a tangent on before that but but it is what it is and i think also like you said you thought it was going to take way quicker mm-hmm. i didn't have <laughs> i didn't have not a covid cough um <laughs> i didn't have enough you gotta put the little joint on the on the screen yeah i gotta like the little, it's the gotta little, blink the out every time with the asterisk <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta have the co- like not a covid cough counter on the freaking on the freaking oh yeah that'd be tight that'd be tight but i didn't know enough about music to know how long it was gonna take or not 
Mm -hmm. And so we thought it would take a couple of months. It took like a year. (laughs) It took a long time, man. With life and everything else that was going on, so. Exactly. And so it was... And, and even with the video stuff, I thought the video stuff would go quicker than mm. it went. And it mm. didn't. And there was like, in my head, I was like, I know that this could progress quicker. But we ha- we all had other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have other music projects to work on. You have a job, you know. And it's like, you're like, this. this was a venture that you didn't like you didn't know that you were getting into this rabbit hole and so you thought three months and then it was like quickly realized this is not going to take three months and so Mm -hmm. for me i had to like even fight the frustration of like yo why is this taking so long Mm -hmm. and you were also fighting the frustration of yo why is this taking so long man and so and then even like on the other end with video and stuff it'd be like yo we're gonna like i remember we were supposed to start shooting in september i met up with my boys and i was like yo so what does y'all september look like and like both of them their whole schedules were like blocked out like in terms of like they had no open dates all of september and i'm like bruh like we said we were gonna start shooting in september (laughs) this is september 2019 and i was like Again, it was one of those moments where I had to like, like silence my frustrations so that mm-hmm. I could get the help that I needed in order to execute this body of work because I knew it wasn't possible by myself. But it's also like when you when you work with other people, you have to work with like everyone has different personality, like all these dynamics mm-hmm. and you're you're trying to lead within this role. And so I'm this central mm-hmm. figure trying to like do all this stuff and but but also like working with how everyone else is feeling and being able to like manage team dynamics and manage like i don't want tay to not feel motivated to finish this thing i don't want tay to 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 be like f it and so then like you know there are moments where it's like i gotta kick into overdrive how much he knows that i like this piece because I knew if I wasn't telling you that and I was only communicating what needed to be changed, the, the, the cycling monologue in your head was gonna be, oh, he don't really like this record. Mm-hmm. Like this thing sucked. Mm-hmm. And so, but here we are at the end of it. And I'm like, you, now it's flipped. You can talk about the stuff that you don't like about it. I'm like, <laughs> to me, I think it's incredible. <laughs> Like it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, yo, I just, I'm so proud of what you did with it. And I think it's, I just don't think a lot of people can hold a candle to it. And hold a what? A candle to it. Oh, I thought you said a camel. I'm about to say, why would you hold a camel to it? Yeah, cuz you know me, we out here, we got these camels, cuz two, two humps, three humps, four humps, what you want? Like, sheesh. But you know, I hit with the camel life. But, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah I, I like i'm so bought into the project but yeah. then for you you've had to you've evolved so much as a producer throughout this time now you're hearing stuff that you probably wouldn't have heard a year and a half ago not at all that you're now 
feeling some type of way about because even like I like for the people who don't know this like Tay produced the beats like produced the musical score to the whole thing but he also is the mixing engineer he also is the mastering engineer Ooh. like so he's he's doing all of these these steps and all of those steps in the process of building a project force you to listen differently and mm -hmm. force you to hear different aspects of the music and mm -hmm. force you to to walk into those different spaces. So now, Tay, kind of talk a, a little bit about maybe just that that kind of role reversal we're in right now, where like now there's things that you think about that, oh, I don't know how I feel about this and like looking back on the whole record. Because you said to me the other day that there's spots that you really like and then there's other spots where you're like, yeah, this could be this could be better. This could be different. Like, well, kind of talk about <coughs> your evolution, not a COVID cough. <laughs> Every time I be trying not to laugh, I just feel it like. Yo, there's such weak coughs too, cuz. There's such weak coughs. They're, oh shoot, no, I got one. Oh shoot. There, there these, <coughs> there's these little coughs that are like, they're like little love taps. <laughs> like it's like some, it's like when a little kid, you know, like when a little baby be want to like try to punch you or something. Like mm -hmm. little toddlers run up to you and think they're so strong and like throw a punch at your leg and it's just like, mm -hmm. boy, like that ain't do nothing. Like why are you it's doing? A little, little <laughs> exactly. But talk about the evolution of like just your ear and like how how this process has been for you and like growing through all the challenges, trials, all those things. Just talk about some of that. Uh, so. If I can remember correctly, um, <laughs> oh, this nigga, this nigga, there was a, there, there, there were, there were, um, I think that there, there, there were moments throughout when I could see a, a shift in my, um, perception of music and just, um, how things, okay. <laughs> It's like how how long will he be able to hold his African persona? Oh, I, can do, I, I can do this all throughout the all throughout the whole video. If you just give me a just give me a second just to to rehydrate my now now why you why you rolling ours? How did you become how did you become an African man speaking Spanish? <laughs> rehydrate. <laughs> oh man, now nah, like um. <clears throat> I think that it's a weird shift because I don't even know like when it happened. Like for real, for real. All I know is in the beginning, I like I said, I was like a kid. And I was like, okay, okay, let's 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 send this to him and see what he say. Let's see if, if he like it. I hope he like it. He he may like it, he may not like it, but let's just see. And then you send it back and I'm like, You ain't like it? Why? And then now it's like when I send you something, I'm already like thinking about it. Like even like you said, when I listen back to the record, there's plenty of places where I'm looking at it and I'm like, I could have did that better. That transition could have been better or this could have been a little bit better here or that could have been like with the vocals. Sometimes I'm like that vocal, like even now, like thinking about this, I'm tempted to go back and remix it again. I am. I'm tempted to start from scratch because 
when you think about don't, it. Hold on. Don't pull a Kanye with the life of Pablo. That nigga changed the mixes 15 times. Like, my my brother and I have talked about it. Like, the, the life of Pablo that Aaron yeah. knows isn't the life of Pablo that is that is that exists in the in the yeah. world right now because yeah, he got real. he got the life of Pablo like when it first dropped and then then he was in a Uber and I don't know if he's told you this story but he was mm-hmm. in a Uber and somebody was playing like the life of Pablo and he said oh this new yay record like what's this he's like no oh this is the life of Pablo like yeah he's, yeah. Like, he's like yeah it's the life of Pablo it's like whoa 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 he's like that's not the life of Pablo I know and yeah, because yeah. because he had only been listening to the joint that he had downloaded mm. that was the first mix but yay changed mm-hmm. the mixes on title like four times and mm-hmm. was like it's a living work of art and it's like yo sometimes you just gotta let it go like because sometimes you just you touch stuff so many times that it can it can make it work. Now, yeah. now if we talking twenty years down the road and you want to do a COG anniversary edition and remix remastered, that's that's a different story. Like that's what they do with like the Lion King. Like you can do that, uh-huh. but when it comes to this point in time, in it's the like jungle, the <laughs> Bruh, I'm telling you this much. When we talking about musical scores. The Lion King soundtrack is one of those. I listen to musical scores. I listen to cinema scores when I'm trying to study or work on something. Um, but I can't do it. I can't do it with The Lion King because mm. I know those scenes so well because that score is so incredible. Like it's mm. so. Hans Zimmer is a freaking master, but mm-hmm. those scores are so iconic and that movie is so iconic mm. that when certain scores start playing from that movie i see the scene and i can't focus Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so i have to listen to some obscure score or something i've never seen like i can listen to harry potter scores because i ain't never seen it and so you know (laughs) it's like okay harry potter like i don't know what's happening so that's what it sound like to you Nah, i can't remember (laughs) i I, like it's got it's got some like sort of magical sound and you know if i do that my mom gonna pop out and say demon no she ain't gonna do that but (laughs) But yeah, it's like that the whole I, I just wanted to interject with the life of Pablo story, but continue mm. like you're even now uh, tempted to go back and change things. Yeah, but I think that it comes from a good place because as both of us as creatives, we're always learning. We always learning something new, always. Every day you you get. I saw on your uh, on your Twitter you said something about the uh, the the smoothing tool or something like that in Photoshop or something like that. A brush smoothing. I didn't learn about that ish till a week ago, and it changed you see what I my mean? it changed my whole COG rollout exactly. edits. exactly because I I've been using the freaking Intuos pad, and it just has felt so sensitive, and I couldn't really feel I wouldn't feel mm-hmm. like I was drawing fluidly. Change mm-hmm. everything, but continue. You see what I mean? That's it's the same thing with this, like with the EQ that we were talking about right before, um, right before we uh, we got on. This stuff I know about that EQ now, which is one of the biggest reasons why I want to go back and remix it because this I didn't know that about an EQ. I didn't know that EQs could alter frequencies in multiple directions. I thought it was just okay. With the EQ, I'm going to cut off the low end of your vocal so it won't sound like this. You know, because this right now sounds real muddy. 
but I wanted to sound clear. Are you laughing? <laughs> right now, this sound real money. <laughs> but you know, like, <laughs> I hope you keep all of this in here, man. Oh, this, I'm this absolutely shit. keeping it in. Keep all of this. But I thought that an EQ was just linear, just straight, just left, right. Cut the low end out so you're going to sound muddy. Tame the high end so you won't sound like real harsh. And then cut some of the stuff out in the middle. And that's what I thought about when I heard it, when I thought about EQ. But now what I just learned, maybe in the past, what, month or two months or so. Now I'm learning that you can, you can EQ the sides and you can EQ the middle and you can EQ in terms of like mono and stuff like that. Not stereo, but mono. Now I'm like, wait. Now I can get all those sounds that I hear, like with with um, Kendrick's um, "To Pimp a Butterfly," "Mortal Man." At the end of that track, there's there's a, a part where, um, and even as I'm thinking about it, even Cole's record, and at the beginning of a uh, of um, uh, whatever the joint is called, I can't think of it right now. Kod, for yeah, I, okay, Kod. At the at the beginning of KOD, there's a there's a um, a sound in there with a lighter, and if you go back and listen to that, like when they when they when they uh, when they not the light but the match when they light that match, if you listen to it really carefully, and I know you'll catch it because we're in this whole world of listening to stuff on a deeper level than like the average listener. If you listen to it, that lighter doesn't sound like it's like if you look at my screen like right here. That lighter sounds like it's here. It starts here and then comes to here because of how they EQ'd it. Hold on. So for the people who are just listening and not watching, so Tay put up both his fingers. And so it's it sounds like it's starting at left and right channel. So think if you're listening to headphones, like it's starting at your left ear and your right ear, mm-hmm. but some but then it moves into the center so it you yeah. can hear it through both <laughs> in a middle kind of space. I don't even know why this nigga laughing. <laughs> Because you sound like <laughs> the way you say it move is random, but the way you say it move remind me of how Shannon Sharp be talking. Oh god! Because he had this joint, he was like, "Skip, skip, it's gonna skip. be like a cloud and be removed." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout, shout out, like. shout out to Unk. Huh? Hey, shout out Shannon Sharp, man. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, that, that's it. That's it. You keep going. So the lighter, the lighter move. <laughs> hey, the lighter, the lighter gonna be like a cloud and be removed. <laughs> but like they, they do some interesting like tricks when it comes to like EQ and like certain things sound like I, I did it with your with your uh, rollouts of the joints that you sent me that you recorded and you wanted me to mix them with a lot of like the the cars and all that stuff. I spread it out so that it it felt real wide i wanted to it to sound like it was on the sides of you but also behind you at the same time and i couldn't do it with volume so i had to do it with the eq i had to cut out the low end on the sides and when you do that it gives the it allows the listener to feel as if the the cars are like behind them not just on the left and the right of them but also behind them it creates depth of field in with sound which is crazy now, when I'm learning all this now, I'm thinking to myself, 
why the heck didn't I know this when I first started mixing COG? Because I could do some crazy stuff with it. You know? So that's one of the reasons. That's just one. There's plenty of other reasons why I'm like, I want to go back and, and redo this. Even part of me even wants to go back and reproduce a lot of the stuff too. Because now I know how to make a lot of sounds and stuff like that and also manipulate sounds with a lot of plugins. And I'm like, oh, uh, Brave could use this. Or I could do this with that with that guitar. Or, you know, I could do, uh, like with the with the title track at the very end, I'm like, oh, now that I understand EQ a little bit better, I could make those, those orchestral drums move a lot more, make them more dynamic. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, that's okay. Yeah. It makes me think about my color grading process because like it took me a solid month to color grade this project. Mm. And I remember when I got to the like I had gotten multiple tracks in and I was learning more and more about color grading in DaVinci Resolve, which is like an industry standard color grading tool. Uh, I then started learning more about converting stuff to rec 709 which is the color space that's kind of standard in monitors and tvs and stuff like that and so i was like dang i should have converted everything and then i learned a different setting within the the main settings of the program where it would it would like switch everything over in a certain way rather than using uh a, a LUT lookup table, which is just like a, a group of settings. Um, because like, think of that as almost a filter mm. in a sense. Um, it's a little, it's kind of destructive, but this is more so going into the data and cur- converting mm-hmm. the data mm-hmm. rather than going in and adding the settings on top of the stuff that already exists. And so it it comes it, it makes for a better color grade. And so when I learned that, I'm like frick, <laughs> and it and it made me like I I had to go back and readjust all these videos. Mm. And then it's like then you learn okay how do you work with different types of footage when doing this because you're picking the you're picking the main. Uh, kind of format for the footage that's there. And so you're trying to figure these things out. It's like, what about the stuff that I shot later that was just on my Sony mm-hmm. A7R2? What about the stuff that we shot on mm-hmm. the Atomos Ninja 5 with the, the Canon you know, EOS R? And so everything from that's coming in a certain way. And so it was just like, there was this process was there. And then I know like there's there's already another process when it comes to when it comes to color grading of trying to get your footage to look the same as it does in the program when you put it on YouTube or when you put it on into Premiere and all these different challenges that you find yourself up against. Like those are all these things that I'm kind of pressed up against. And it, you know, I know I'm going to like people, this, the projects aren't going to be done by the time that people are hearing this, but it has not dropped. It drops in a week from, when we're recording this and Mm -hmm. so uh there's gonna be times where i'm looking at stuff as i'm like preparing to drop it and i'm gonna be like dang why didn't i do this like this 
Mm-hmm. Like even when I first exported the trailer, I had applied for a grant and then I realized that something was off in the way that Premiere was processing stuff. And so then I was like, frick, okay, no, we can't do this. And so I, I readjusted the way that I was even exporting because it was desaturating my footage and it was, and so then I figured out what was going wrong. I was like, dang, this looks way better. And so they saw a version of the trailer that's not even the version of the trailer everyone else has seen. Mm. And so there are all these things I was like, dang, like I wish I could go back and switch that and switch. That. But at some point it's like stuff's just got to live. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you can, you can kind of go back and adjust certain things. And, you know, within it, when it, when it comes to your space of mixing and mastering, like, you know, we're not, we haven't finalized to the point where we're ready to put it up on Spotify mm-hmm. at this moment. And yeah. so, you know, that stuff still sits within your hands of, how this stuff needs to sound jumping onto those platforms. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like even stuff now, it's like we have picked a specific way in which we are putting the videos out. And mm-hmm. then we are picking a specific way in which we're putting stuff on streaming platforms and hopefully vinyl and things like that. And so it's it's so it's it's like you're always gonna be evolving. In mm-hmm. six months, if you mm-hmm. don't look back at your stuff that you made six months ago and think, dang, I could have done this better, this better, this better, you're not getting better. Mm. You're not evolving. You're just you're just staying stagnant. And if you're staying stagnant, you're you're probably you're probably not becoming a better artist. And mm. so I I I think it's just a testament to you and me growing in our craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, you sent me a screenshot of my notes and they were, I can't remember what they were notes on what track. Do you remember what track that was? Was it, it wasn't brave. What was it? Mm. And you said mm-hmm. this, you were like this, this joint right here pissed me off. When I got this, oh, man. I was ready hold to on. throw the computer. Man, I was so man. Hold on. Hold on. I think I can I think I can find it because I was oh I know what it was I know what it was it was wasted it was wasted way Woo, man you sent me these notes man hold on hold on keep keep talking I, because, I gotta find that because when I look at it it's gonna bring it back because all right so wasted way the way it sounds now it didn't sound like that and um I was like it doesn't sound sad enough and so I oh yeah yeah and, man. and I was like I, I was like because w- at that point we had made like progress like we had done mm-hmm. multiple tracks but I was like this joint is just doesn't sound sad enough like it's not embodying how dark I felt in this moment and that was the thing that I kept trying to like I, I had to like figure out the ways to communicate the best I'm like Tayshaun like I wanted to die. Like, I just wanted it to be over at this point. Like, I just, I, at this point in my life right here, I was just like, God, just please take me. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because cause I just felt that bad. I was like, this needs to sound dark, dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it, and so when, when like, it was the iteration before, um, it was the iteration before what it is now, it just wasn't, it wasn't dark enough and I was struggling. And I remember talking to my brother about it. I'm like, bruh, I just like, I'm trying to communicate this. And I don't really know how. And he was like, he had suggested that 
I send you reference tracks because your communication language is music. And so <laughs> I remember <laughs> when we were talking about this, you were like, he sent me tracks. Like, I don't know music. <laughs> Wait, when? You told me this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you were like, he's like, you going to send me some tracks. Like, I don't know music. Oh, yeah, man. Because you were sending me these, these uh, you were sending me all the stuff in the back of my mind. I'm like, does he not know that I'm a producer? He's sending me all this stuff. And I'm sitting here and I got to act surprised. Oh, wow. I've never thought about it like that before. Thank you for thank you for sending this. And Because I wasn't thinking about it that way. In my head, I'm just like, oh, he's sending me all this, mu- all this music. I make music. I know what, I know what this stuff is, but I wasn't I wouldn't thinking about it that way. I was thinking about it in a way like, why he keeps sending me music? Like, I ain't never heard this stuff before. You know what I mean? But in context, it made sense. But I wasn't looking at it in context. I was just like, keep sending me music, bro. I want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was different. But yeah, when you sent it to me, I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> and the thing was, it was crazy when you got it. Like the next iteration you sent, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Because the music, I remember communicating this to you and then it showed you something about it that you hadn't really realized that it felt like it was spiraling down. Yeah. It just yeah. felt like it was falling. Yeah. And I was, I was, I knew that crap was going to happen. What's that? <laughs> That's the coffee maker. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> but if what you, you do mean you don't know why I do that? <laughs> like after a while, <laughs> it just like, it'll beep randomly after I'd like, uh, after I've made coffee at some point. But yeah, and maybe there's an alarm on it or something, but the co- I knew it was going to happen. I was like, maybe I should unplug this because it's going to make a big old na- noise in the podcast, but who cares? Y'all, Man, that, that was a coffee that maker. Coffee, I'm sorry. That coffee making needs some help. It helped me. So <laughs> so when I felt like wasted way, like when I when it, you had gotten to that point and it felt like it was falling, I was like, holy crap, because that's how I felt. Like, I just felt mm. like I like I felt like I hit rock bottom. I felt like I had been falling through that season. And then I felt like I hit rock bottom. And I bet you felt this. It was like when stuff wasn't A1, like when I felt like stuff needed changes, I would tell you. Mm-hmm. But then when I felt like something hit somewhere, I would just like over the top it. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I remember the joint. I'd be like, what bro, did that? you hear this guy? <laughs> like, uh-huh. You go through it and you would send me like this stream of text messages and you'll be like, frick. The uh the drums, the uh the vocals that came in, frick. This sound came from this side. Whoa. And the space that's in that, frick. I'd be like, oh, he 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 feeling it. And I'm just sitting back there just smiling, like, yeah, yeah, I, I did that. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, just looking around like, this, this is up. You know what I mean? To see that level of appreciation was always kind of like. It was always a moment where I'd be like, what was that? It was a cough. <laughs> that was another, it was another non-COVID cough. <laughs> Keep going, cuz. They're gonna get tired of us. So what? They get tired of it. Tell them to leave. They they know what this is. This un, you know, Supporters, I don't want you to leave. Black. Supporters, I need you to stay around. <laughs> no, keep going, cuz. Come on, man. They 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 know what it is. But um, it, w- it was just good just to get like 
You know what I mean? It was good to get both. Like you said earlier, you was like you you had to like get in the mindset of like, you know, having the balance, the balance of both. Or you like, you know, you give me the constructive criticism at the same time. But you also, you know, when it's time for the praise, you give all due praise and, and come through and be like, yo, this is tight. You got it, bro. Like, this is exactly what I was talking about. Like you said about the spiral. I didn't even know that. But once you brought it to my attention, I was like, oh, yeah, I did do that. And then I was ready to leave it alone. But you wasn't ready to leave it alone. You was like, yo, this is how I felt. Like, this is what it was like. And I'm sitting back like, okay, that's what's up. Thank you. You know what I mean? So Yeah, cuz, I mean. Yeah, man. I mean, because you got to think, like, especially when it comes to, I mean, this story, I mean, this is a story of my life. And so when music, when the music, like, really embodied, like, what I was feeling in a moment and what I was trying to communicate in the track, then it was like, oh, shoot like like i'm i'm like i'm head over heels for it like i all of a sudden Mm. like i'm i'm in it and so i remember because i remember like one of the first big moments of like sending a bunch of fricks was uh i was at my boy (laughs) i was at my boy nathan kacharis's wedding um and we it was it was the day of the wedding and we were posted up at uh he and his wife Abigail spot shout out them and I was sitting in the chair that that's a corner chair everyone's taking naps day of and so like before we went to the venue and I'm sitting in a chair and I've got on big old audio technica joints and I'm listening to the the stuff that you had sent me and I just like I just like went like big old grin because it was just like <laughs> track after track was just crazy. Um, I remember I started like crying on one of them joints. Um, I don't think it was Johnson Street, although Johnson Street makes me cry, like probably still to this day. Um, there's a there's a lot of points on the record where I just like I start crying. This nigga, ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing got me black. Come on, man. Yo, <laughs> and so. Uh, I remember there was there were points where I was just like tearing up over tracks. Um, I was like, "Frick, this is crazy!" You know, mm. like this this joint right here is is hidden. Mm. And so I think about tracks like Johnson Street. I think about like the keys on Johnson Street get to me. Uh, the keys on City of God get to me. The title track, people not the whole record um like trying to think of like the other tracks that that like like really really got me emotional emotional um those are those are two that really really stand out to me are city of god and johnson street uh uh freaking like i got shakes oh man i think you might have sent this one when you sent silence yeah when you sent silence stream and you had included like the chains sounds yeah, and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. that f me up yeah. i was like oh shake me up. i was like yo this is wild there <laughs> yeah, were like moments yeah. like that where i felt like you had started really like embedding your imprint and i was just like this is crazy this 
these moments, those moments really, really started to speak to me, really started to, to shake me. And remember the joint with the voices, the joint where you were like, uh, spirits or something like that. And that joint went from side to side. To, uh, uh, that's still silence, isn't it? Where I think, yeah, 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 it is. It is. It is. Yeah. That when, those, when, when, when the hallelujahs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, buddy. That joint's out of that joint was out of pocket cut. Like it was just whew. It, it like those like when I started hearing those sounds. It it really it really was like one of those solidifying moments for me to think this is really about to happen. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. for me, I didn't grow up around producers. I didn't grow up with a bunch of music heads around me. I didn't grow mm. up with a bunch of creatives around me. Mm. Bunch of my friends were were like smart niggas, like in terms of in terms of book smarts. Like mm-hmm. they were the mm-hmm. top five in the class cats. They weren't creatives, yeah, for the most part. And so I wasn't surrounded by artists like that. I went to a tech academy, and so. When it came, and then I went to a school that didn't have like any art majors. And so when it came to me trying to create creative works, I was, I was at a, a, you know, disadvantage. People were having big, big steps in front of me because they were in environments that were more artistic Mm -hmm. or with people who were more driven like that. And I'm in these small towns with no artists. And I'm just like, how do I get this done? Mm. And so when it really started to come into fruition and I really started to see, yo, this is really about to happen. This, these sounds are really starting to speak Mm -hmm. to me and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Those moments, man, those moments were big. And I remember I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even remember well, I didn't I didn't have the ear at that point to even understand that your demos weren't ready to be released. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember once you finish demos, I'm like, these issues are it right here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like we can put this yeah. up right now. And then yeah. you're like, oh no, these are like 60% done. Yeah. They need yeah. to be mixed, they need to be mm-hmm. mastered. And you remember when the mixes started coming in, when I remixed the mixes, and like a lot of them had like there was space in it that you didn't even know that could even could even be there. Bruh, I went back and listened to the other stuff after listening to the mixes, and I'm like, oh man, like mm-hmm. I didn't realize because I just I'd never been through that process before. Yeah. And so then I yeah. started hearing stuff. I started hearing how stuff was flatter because you didn't have the spreading of frequencies and figuring mm-hmm. out the different pockets stuff could sit. Mm-hmm. And so it made me a better audiophile, you know, yeah, or yeah, aspiring yeah. audiophile. And then it was even, we went through some trials and tribulations. Let's talk about that for a second. It's just, you know, I, I quit my job at the end of 2019. And so we were, we were trying to get to the portion of this work. Cause I was trying to finish filming. And so me and Tay hadn't even talked about the project for like a month and a half. And then we were finalizing what stuff needed to be to get mixed. 
And at first, Tay wasn't going to mix the project. And then we went through some stuff that made it so Tay decided to mix and master the project. <laughs> um, but when, when we had kind of reconvened about everything, I was, I'd moved back home. I was unemployed. The pandemic was just about to start up. I didn't really have no money and I needed headphones because I didn't have, I didn't have any high quality headphones to listen to mixes. And I, and so in the beginning, like I'm still trying to drop videos to YouTube and stuff. I don't got no monitors. I don't, and I still don't have monitors, but I didn't have no good headphones. And so I'm sitting here trying to edit audio for videos and I can't even, I can't even monitor what stuff needs to sound like. And so I remember, and I can't even, I, at first I didn't even have an iMac because the computer I had been using was the churches that I was on staff at before that. And so I didn't have the means to, to do what I needed to do. And then there was an extra computer sitting around the house, but it was an old MacBook, And so everything was taking like (coughs) two non COVID coughs. Everything was taking longer than it should have taken. And I remember I had HDMI the, the little, you know, 13 inch iMac or the, or the 13 inch MacBook to my TV and was just trying to work off stuff that way because it was a bigger screen and then trying to figure out how I was going to color grade and things like that. It was just such a challenge. And then we got to the point where I needed to review mixes and I didn't have good headphones. And so then, you know, for graduating from from seminary, my family bought me um, some good headphones. And I was, it was funny because I was, I had bought a pair of headphones and it was off offer up. And the dude said that they were the Audio-Technica M50 Bluetooths, but they came in as the regular Audio-Technica M50s. And so I sent those back and the fam had already been in the process of buying me the IIIs for graduation. I-I-I. I-I-I. And for the people who are just listening, they just look up AI, AI, AI headphones and they're freaking modular headphones. Um, incredible. And I love them and they're totally matte, like totally matte black. They're, I'm surprised Marquez Brownlee has not reviewed those because he's a matte black fiend. I might have to bother him to see if he'll look at them, but mm. totally modular headphone set. You can change out the the speaker units, you can change out the headband. Mine is a Bluetooth headband, you know. Cable is, of course, like something that you can take off because most good quality headphones have an ability to pull a cable off and things like that, but really, really great headphones. But I remember me and Tay are thinking through all these processes and trying to figure out stuff like that. It was just such a challenge. It was such a big, big challenge. Whew. Um, going back to last year. So the one time that, that we got to get together, that was another one of those moments where I imagine that day was super discouraging for you because discouraging the Thanksgiving giant where, 
where we had where, where I like heard for the first time that Fear had two different vocals on it. Oh yeah 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 because, yeah. I remember, I remember now. Because like so, we won't we won't reveal too much about that. But basically, um, there was an issue with Fear that I hadn't heard, and I and I only heard it because it was on Tay's monitors and my ear wasn't sensitive enough at that time to the point where I had heard it um, just listening over headphones. And so it was a big enough issue where it caused issues with the video. And so Tay had like, like put out all stops, you know, his like, we're at that, we're at a spot. Tay, Tay's like, here's, I got, I got a like plate of mixed nuts. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, in, you want in the, water? In the black plate. He, he's you gotta like, make sure you, you you highlight that black plate. black black plate. And so Tay Tay's like really engaged in this moment, and like ready to present all of this stuff he's been working on. And I think so, I, I bought you curry too, didn't I? I think I, I made uh, some curry and I brought it down to you. Well, you had you were coming. I picked you up from work. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you you let me have some of your something that you had made from work, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. It was good too, but but so there was this moment where Tay was about to like show all the stuff he'd been working on, and then I listen to Fear and I hear that shift, and I was like, oh frick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and like it and and I knew I had to address it and I knew it killed the vibe and so I imagine that day kind of sucked man it was it was a mix because it was like it was a mix of both part of me was was discouraged I'm looking down cuz I I really want to find that picture cuz that picture um it 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 it, it it hit different when you look at it like it when me and you look at it it hits different um so i'm trying to find it but um was it not in yeah, our text thread? Of, no this is way way back this is way back this is when you came down like that 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 same day oh i got plenty of those i was looking at those issues the other day it's the joint that you took it was well it was a video that you took but i screenshotted the part of the video when you had me right between the monitors and I think I'm almost there, cause I remember my brother had came over not too long ago. We were joining on my roommate, um, much love to my roommate if he watched this. Um, but uh, Baby Teeth, you remember Baby Teeth? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So it's this. <laughs> now this this one ain't Baby Teeth. This is Langston. We were joining on his shoes. If you look at that shoe, oh, that I shoe totally is a remember. size fifteen. I totally remember this one. <laughs> So my brother, my brother had came over not too long ago, and we were joining. There you go, he was joining on the on the joint. But this this picture right here is a, is part of the video that you had took. But I really like that because I don't got that many pictures of me like in like a studio like from that perspective. Yeah. But part of me was super hyped because you got to be down there and you got to hear it, and I got to like show it to you. And from that point on, we had never, you know. We had never been like in person with it. So yeah. it was part of me that was like hype. 
What, what you about to say? You got. I was excited. just saying we would, we would, we would be connecting at this moment, but the COVID, the COVID, yeah. COVID has been here all year, and so I, I probably would have been up and function with you at least two times mm-hmm. at this point. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, the the COVID is is too much of a risk. But you hopefully, is, hopefully early in the year. Like by the time people will be hearing this, we'll be able to have to get together because we gonna have to like, especially when it comes to like the fact that, um, we gotta celebrate. Yeah. At some. Point. I mean, I gotta come down there at some point, and I got I gotta figure that out, like what that looks like, because I'm you trying to come down get, there and see. We have a rule here. It's called if you trying party. to come to the house, you gotta get a COVID test before you come to the house. Man, I gotta get another one of them joints. Uh, them joints for anybody that hasn't had the COVID test yet. Them joints is treacherous. They weird. <laughs> yeah, they they weird, man. Feel like somebody putting salt water in your nose and just holding it there. It's it's weird. But um, I felt the mix of both because, I, like I said, I was super hyped because we we finally had a chance to sit down in person. But like you said, after you showed me that, I felt like it was like a backtrack. Like in my head, I'm like. How did I not miss that? I'm in this. And this is like my role. How did I miss that? And then I'm thinking. Dang. Because it's like if, if you spend. Let's say you spend a long time working on something. And somebody come in and they tell you. um, Oh. Like let's say you're working in like Illustrator or something. And you, you devote like. Two months. Three months working on something. And you got let's say 200. 300 layers of, st- of work that you've done over the over those months and somebody come in and they tell you oh by the way that fifth or sixth layer um is wrong and you based everything based on all, you know you base all your work on this on those 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 you know those foundational layers and they say hey by the way that's wrong um you got to change that you're gonna be like oh you know, you're going to be upset at the person, low-key. Because low-key, I was like, man, why that matter? Just let's go. But then I listened to it, too, and was like, you got a point. And then I looked back at it, and I started to feel bad for, like, about myself, about my work. Because I'm like, how did I not, not catch that? Why did I think that was going to just, like, fly, you know? So it, it was tough because it was it was a mix of both. Like I said, I was happy that you was there, you know? I'm, and I'm just hyped because it's like, oh yeah, he here, he in the studio. Like we 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 artists out here, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, dang, that that's that's a that that's a you know that's a haymaker right there. That's gonna set you back a little bit. You gonna have to catch your breath and figure out how to adjust and to move forward. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like there there's the challenge of the fact that it was like I knew so much of what was coming after that was gonna be fire because we had already talked about it mm-hmm. and it was just going to be the opportunity to hear it on the speakers but that moment i was like frick because it was a problem that like affected video stuff like i had said mm-hmm. and i was like frick like this because then it just like put me in a a mode of like am i in a crisis because i was already having it was already hard enough to get people together to film and so i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to like do anything to like reshoot this or something. And so it was just, it was a big, big challenge. But then we kind of, we got over that hump. I had to re-record some stuff. 
And then I remember another moment where this was another moment I think that probably felt like one of those moments where you had control over the record was you you made a comment on Emmanuel Avenue and you were like, yo, you're gonna have to re-record your vocals for Emmanuel Avenue. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cause I you were like, that. it's it's too fast. It sticks out like a sore thumb in the context of the whole record. Re-record your vocals. You you said you said this is probably a moment where I feel like I had control. I think so. Nah, this 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 is a moment where I was like, Trevor gonna get me. <laughs> well, you sure enough said like, that. Oh, yeah, you sure enough said that like real bold and were like, nah, this don't work. Like you really need to re-record this. And Man, I heard I it and um, I was like, oh no, you're right. Okay, like then I'll do it. Cause like I don't you, really remember that feeling. I, I as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, shoot, I probably was scared. I don't remember feeling bold at all when I sent that. <laughs> I probably was, but I don't remember it though. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, you told me that I needed to re-record those vocals, and I was like, mm. all right, and I re-recorded them, mm. and um, I can't remember if it was after I'd left working at the church, mm. and so. Which I think it was been. after because it was I think there was something with like I didn't have the blankets anymore. I didn't have the, yeah, I didn't have yeah, the moving yeah. blankets to use for like sound stuff. And so I had to like figure out other ways to do it to because like for y'all that don't know, me and Tay ain't out here sitting in freaking million dollar studios. Like no. it's I I recorded my own vocals at my apartment in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina at the time. And it I, I used the closet doors and clipped moving blankets to them and kind of like made a cocoon. And then behind me was my clothes to try to like absorb any sort of mm-hmm. reverb, which mm-hmm. would be echo for people who don't know what reverb is. Uh, Cause you don't want those sounds in the recording. You want the, cl- the sound to be as clean as possible for the producer and so i'm sitting in this cocoon with this you know little se electronics cone joint i shouldn't have clapped sorry audio um there's a gnat that's flying around here i don't even know where it came from you sound like listen then yeah, that's coming in. Yeah, that's not one here all day. It's not gonna come up when I'm recording. This is light, anyways. Plus, hey. I got the window open, so that probably don't help. But how you how you how you do this when you gotta go to the uh, go to the bathroom? Oh, how what you what, what you do? You gotta pee right now. Man, I've been having to pee for the past. What? <laughs> We're gonna take 45. a short intermission. We're gonna take a short intermission. Tate needs to go pee. <laughs> I'm gonna well, do. A, go. I'm gonna do a Can clap you see right how here. How much this I done drank? But yeah, we're back. Um. So yeah, there's there's just the challenges of that that one section of fear. Oh, we're talking about manual Av, and how you had told me. Oh yeah, so we're talking about the recording process. So yeah, it was in, I recorded in my closet basically, and Tay, you know, mixing in a home studio and stuff like that. We're not sitting here in in big studios or anything like that in order to create this stuff, and so. Those are headphones that I mixed a lot of a lot of it on. They can't really see it, but they're hanging right up there. 
Tay's Tay has a pair of headphones that are hanging on the wall that are the headphones that he mixed a lot of the project with. And so not these, but the other ones. Yeah, hanging on the wall. That's what I said. So yeah, so th- it's just there were so many challenges that we were kind of faced to overcome. But my brother Aaron has been such a guiding force for me in a lot of this stuff. Uh, in the episode on building a vision that it was like the f- fifth episode is the fifth episode of this season. Uh, I guess technically sixth because there's a kind of trailer episode, but Aaron talks about just the time that it takes to create certain projects. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's like, a bullion base like the idea in the beginnings of bullion base and you know through time like you you need time to develop for it to stew to become the product that it needs to become mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you can have you know whatever meal you're creating and it's just that time that it, it needs to take and so when it comes to this project there was just the time there's time in in the sense of what I, it took for me to create the project in terms of what I wanted and what the word said and the depth of it and what stuff signified and things like that. But then it was also time for Tay to develop the music and evolve as a producer and learn different sides of producing that he had, than he'd done before and mm-hmm. uh the same things with my team that filmed stuff you know on the episode where paris dorian and i talk about the filmmaking process they talk about a lot of the insecurities they had to overcome because they would be so shook sometimes to do certain things like I remember in the beginning Dorian would be like I need you to set can you check the exposure because I don't want to F anything up I'm like nigga you shot plenty of videos before why are you asking me to set your exposure <laughs> like there's certain things like that where because he doesn't do it full time like it's this thing on the side and it's just like there's so much writing on this but they didn't want to screw stuff up And it's just, there's a space where you have to understand, like there's, there's a reality that you must understand that you're going to ask stuff up. Mm -hmm. That's the process of making anything. If you're afraid to fail, it's going to keep you from doing the thing. You know, you miss a hundred, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take the Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, it's the fear, the fear of failure should not be a thing that keeps you from, from moving forward. It's yeah. the, it's like you have to accept failure. You should almost be expecting and look if, if you're not failing at all in the process, if non-COVID cough, if you're not <laughs> if you're not failing at all in a process, yeah. You should prop there's something wrong. There's something, something wrong. wrong. There's yeah. something wrong because there's there should be things or maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're just doing the same old same old. <clears throat> but through a process of getting better and developing and things you're gonna hit l's sometimes you hit flow states and stuff just goes but 
problems arise. Problems mm -hmm. are inevitable in a big project mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's not it's it's not what like adversity is not the fear. Adversity is adversity is not the the defining thing, right? It's what you do in response to the adversity, how you overcome mm -hmm. the adversity. Because some people crumble in the face of pressure. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. No shade to Giannis, but Giannis has had top-rated, you know, NBA teams in the East the past two seasons, and the nigga ain't even made it to the Eastern Conference Finals yet. Been a double MVP, and his teams ain't made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He ain't proven yeah. that he can stand his own ground in the East right now. Yeah. And yeah. so there's like there's a but but people talk about when the pressure's on, but a person like Michael Jordan, you put the highest level of pressure on him in the finals, and he's six and zero. Now, granted, he's lost in the the playoffs quite a few times before that, been out knocked out early on and stuff multiple times in his career but it's like the moments that define a person show okay so what do you do when it's not smooth sailing no more that's that's how a leader is defined what do you do when the bottom falls out when your character is actually tested how do you operate there mm -hmm. you know how do you how do you operate in a space of adversity when something goes wrong Mm -hmm. And that's that's stuff that people have to keep in mind and understand and uh, and and really kind of expect through the process of mm -hmm. of creating, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's real. So as you look back, man, on this project as a whole, let me ask you this: what's what's your favorite track? of of the whole record my favorite track yeah what's your favorite track <clears throat> what's the one that got the piano the one where you uh yeah i think it's solidarity the one where you where um towards the end your friends and everybody start talking yeah that's solidarity solidarity circle so Solidarity Circle Solidarity Circle is my favorite one. That's that's my but then again, like Lissa changed my perspective on that when she talking about uh favorites. Like I don't have a favorite. I try to pin a favorite, but then what follows is like, oh yeah, but I like this track. But then I like this track. So I, I guess if I were to it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> Solidarity is definitely definitely my top. That's that's my top. I just I like the way that that track feels musically and like the vocals and everything i like that one i, I really i really like that. That, that i think that's my favorite with the with the the vocals of your friends coming in you know the homies talking in the background and how it fades out um yeah, yeah i would have to say i think that's my favorite yeah yeah Probably, yeah You've you've told me that before. I'm 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 not surprised that it's stuck as your favorite. It's 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 such it's it's interesting to me. I think that track goes hard for sure. Um I'm trying to think of 
Woo. For me, <laughs> non-COVID cough, like 35. Uh, what? The, the key, the, the musical arrangement of the title track is nuts to me. Those keys, the drums, the way they build, it's a lot of Africa. There's a lot of, you know, for real. I was like, I, I said something to you about Africa. I feel like we about to take on. Yeah, yeah. You, like, I, I think that's what exactly Oh, what yeah. I just said Africa. Africa. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All caps with like six A's on the end. Yeah, I, I said that joint when, when I first heard that. That joint was crazy. I remember the first person, yeah. when I sent that, I sent that to one of my boys who I was trying to get to help me at one point for this joint. And he was like, wow, dude, you're killing it. Like, and he he's not even a person who's in this lane. And mm. so that was interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other stuff. So that that track's nuts. Fear is crazy to me. Mm. Wasted way in the way it's probably down. It's nuts. Some of those interludes, man. Like the Heritage of Hate interlude is just nuts. Uh-huh. And Heritage just, of Hate was that that was probably the, the most fun one. I remember when I showed that to Aaron, Aaron was just laughing. He was he was having the ball because he was like, wait, that's you? He didn't think it was like, you yeah, at first. You know? Yeah, I know. Until I showed it to him and I broke it down. There's there's one <laughs> there's one where I had my voice. I was like, ah, they're gonna shoot my baby. And I showed that to him and he <laughs> lost it. Cause the way it, it sounds, like, ah, it's just <laughs> I was the only thing that went through my head was like, how, how would a black mom sound if like, you know? And it's sad, but it's also funny the way it was executed because I was like, how would a black mom sound if her son about to get shot? And I was like, okay, well let me do it my way. But then it, it it turned out to be funny because when you listen to it, you laugh. But at the same time, I was like, it sounds sad at the same time. But he didn't he didn't realize it. So I broke down all of it. I was like, the gunshot, the crowd in the background, this sound came from this place, and I used it for this. And he was just like, yo, yo. So that track was mad fun to make. Mad fun. Yeah, I remember I remember with that track, one, I was floored off top. The only thing that I gave back is at first, that track had some Martin Luther King samples yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. weren't allowed to use them because yeah. I just knew that that's owned by the King foundation. And so they, they would have pulled us real fast and we like, there's no way we would have gotten that sample cleared without a bunch of money. And I, again, we ain't got no money for that. (laughs) And so I just knew, I just knew we weren't going to be able to do that. And Mm. that was a little depressing (laughs) because I just, I knew how it sounded really really incredible and so we had to take some different routes but i remember me and aaron were talking about that track shortly after you had made it and he had heard it and he was like bro that's some kendrick stuff Mm -hmm. when i heard that i was like yo what you made that like that's crazy he was he was floored i was like i would i'll constantly talk to aaron about it's like this dude is getting better every single time he sends me a track it was just everything was evolving time after time after time after time. And that was just crazy. Yeah, I think about, yeah, the son, the, the keys on Johnson Street, bro. I'm telling you, those things just, 
And it, like you'll, I don't even remember the keys on that. <laughs> yo, it's it's like because it comes out of like the manuals, so it's like Emmanuel, like the the whispers. Oh, I do, and I then, do, I do. Then it goes, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That's that's a joint with your. Uh, I think is isn't that the one with the covers and all that? Yeah, yeah, that's the one with the covers. Yeah, that like the sonic, the sonic yeah, scape yeah, of that. It starts off with the the freaking alarm clock and everything. It's so uh-huh, good. Uh huh. It's so good. Yeah, that I remember track, that that track that. messes with me because I remember <laughs> and that moment's really well because it's the stuff where it's like these are these really visceral moments for me, mm. and to be to to see visually and to hear sonically everything coming together yeah, yeah it rips me apart because these are these this is my life you know mm-hmm. and it's just it's so significant for those who are still tuned in two hours into our our journey yeah, yeah man where so the ever this whole project was recorded on the microphone that's behind me uh right somewhere around here i'm i'm almost seeing it Right there. That's the mic right there. Uh, Which was given to me. I talked about this on another episode of Durag Thoughts, but it was given to me by my friend Matthew Newton, who died of leukemia two years ago, over two years ago. It'll be close to three when y'all see this episode slash hear this episode. And so that was a really significant part of this too. And just you know even going through the challenges of what i really think wasn't the mic but was xlr cables that mm. were just not good that were were would cause certain issues and stuff within recording quality at certain times and things we had to work through but it was just it was one of those points that that this record started gaining layers throughout time because when this project was first envisioned and you were a part of it. Matthew was not dead. Mm. You know, we had talked and stuff and I was trying to get, cause at first I was trying to get someone else to record my vocals. Cause I wanted it done the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And then there was just a bunch of stuff falling through with that. And it was taking too long. And so finally I was just like, Hey, I'm recording it myself. And, and then Matthew died and I remember he was he was trying to give me that mic and he was telling me you need to send him demos you need to record everything you need to send him demos so he can start working on stuff and then you can do final vocals and I never did like demos and final vocals it was all done at the same time mm-hmm. and yeah I was just I was trying to figure all that stuff out but it was it was really kind of a big deal for me once we really started getting into stuff to use that mic for everything. And and so yeah, layers just began stacking upon one another. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I started getting to these moments of these these really, really solid pieces of of music that really told the story 
you know, when you really started adding in sonic elements that you would hear in those environments, when you started mm -hmm. adding in the the kit. Eight, eight, eight. How eight, did that even eight, come through? Eight, eight. I don't know. Eight, eight. When when they started really kind of forming together to really illustrate moments. Like when you started adding in sonic elements of the different spaces. Mm -hmm. So adding in the sounds of kids in a track like Calvin Phillips Drive, when I'm walking through the neighborhood of things that you would hear there and rustling of leaves, mm -hmm. um, which that, that track also sounds so incredible. Mm -hmm. And the tension that you built in different spots sonically and just all these different elements, man, they just, they really, really started, started making this thing really feel cohesive as one body. Cause at first I think, I think if that's the way to sum it up, it's just in the beginning, our biggest challenge was, <laughs> sheesh, um, our biggest challenge was some of that coffee, man. Bruh, I'm so sick of the cough. Um, <laughs> but the, the biggest challenge in the beginning was going from stuff feeling like two separate entities to it feeling like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a singular unit mm -hmm. for for it becoming just one one whole work mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. did that it feels it feels so together and i think this will speak this speaks to it beyond anything else is we had gotten to a point where our working relationship had like has has gotten so synergized to where you know the type of stuff that i like and the stuff that i want and how to do it in that you made the trailer music in one take mm -hmm. and it was that i gave you a couple of couple of things i wanted a couple mm -hmm. of a couple of vocals that i wanted to be included mm -hmm. sent you the audio files for them for the things that I needed you to put in and the other stuff you had and you did it one time and I'm like, this is nuts. And that was it. <laughs> it was like, we didn't need to do anything else. It was just like, all right, that's yeah. done. There were a couple tracks that you sent the track and I'm like, I don't see any, I don't see any change to this. Like mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you, like once we got further in the process, especially when we started incorporating like Again, like the East Atlanta love letters and stuff like that yeah, as yeah, yeah. inspiration points. You just kind of went with those. But like, I, I mean, City of God, the title track was one of those tracks too, for the most part. I mean, you you did two or three iterations of that, but. Yeah, because those keys at the end, you were like, nah, let's, let's, let's take those up. Well, yeah, because like the first one you did was like, yo, this is so close. And then you did one where you added a bunch of different keys layers. And I'm like, I don't, mm -hmm. I like the first way because it kind of yeah. like went down and then you went back and changed the keys to it, to it, like kind of slowing down and going out, which felt really, really good. But you yeah. also added like, I don't know if you added more African jumps or those were just the ones that were there. Cause I wanted it to build more. And then when you tried to make it build more, it didn't sound right. And I was like, and just mm -hmm. leave it alone. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't add more. I I restructured it and I and funny enough, I took some away. I took some drums away because it was like it was there was too much going on. 
to the point where you could even hear like what was already there. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it was just because it was like all quiet and little. And I told you, there, you they're like, the wimpiest little coughs <laughs> out, bruh. Uh, no, I, I I took a lot of weight when it came to the drums because some of it you couldn't even tell that it was like it was moving. So funny enough, it was like I didn't really add much to it. I, you know, I did like reduction more of anything. You know, when it got towards the end, because you was like, I want to feel this. I want this to be movement. So it was like structure and reduction it was like a lot of what I did. So, so reflecting, this is the last thing we'll kind of kind of honing on because we're over two hours right now this this is this is this is of the longest ones um well i'm not totally sure for over two hours because we did take that intermission at one point but we'll see um i'm at an hour and 32 not counting the, the the break okay um well i'm definitely further than that i'm I, I mean, oh, I'm because yeah, you because you've been recording. That's why. Nah, but I only had 14 minutes when we started. So, really? yeah, because I'm at my joint says 3:23, which means it started at one on hour one, so it's at two hours and 23 minutes, which would mean that it's really at one oh, hour. Never mind, never mind. I'm I'm way past an hour and something. My my math was wrong. Okay, cool. Um, but anyways, so. <laughs> So when it comes to the project as a whole, reflecting on it now, like, is this <laughs> like, I, 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 there's part of me that wants to ask, would you do another project like this in your life? Or is this a one and done? I ain't doing no other type of project where I'm doing music after someone lays vocals for something. Um, and what do you think is the biggest thing that you learned throughout this process? Um, the first one, no, I'm, I wouldn't do a project like this ever again, period. Um, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I ain't doing nothing like this, bro. And any person who's listening to this, it's like I want a project just like this. I need this Taylor producer guy. Um, is like gutted. Yeah, no, y'all ain't getting nothing. Don't even call me. Don't look at me. Don't don't email me. Don't do nothing. You ain't getting. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. In all honesty, I definitely would, but I would want to do it bigger, bigger and better, in terms of like music, bigger and better. I definitely would, but if I if I were to do it, because in my head I'm like, I, I want to like a lot of the strings in this are like and my and like they're some of my favorite parts, but I'm like I know some people that could do it way better. If I were to do it, I would do it ten times better than what I what I got. I would definitely do it again, definitely, definitely do it again. Even if I had to do it with with somebody, with, they were recording the vocal to me and then sending it to me, yeah. As long as I, as long as I could tell them how to set it up, if I could give them a blueprint of how they should record throughout the entire thing and they don't change it, of course. Yeah, of course. I on, on this note before you answer number two, I 
I would, I think about this work and I'm just like, this work in the same room, the process speeds up a lot. And it would be interesting to have a studio dynamic mm -hmm. for this. But I also mm -hmm. think there would need to be times where like you have space where it's like not oh, yeah. someone looking yeah. over your shoulder yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But like to be able to be in a, in a room when it's like the engineer process of like laying vocals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's a different vibe. I also don't think there are a lot of people who are laying vocals first and then having someone come behind and make music to it. Um, Kendrick said, I, I've listened to interviews where people have asked Kendrick if he's done that before. And I think he's only done it a handful of times. Who knows mm -hmm. what he's done with this new project? Like, yeah. apparently he's supposed to be out already, which maybe by the time that this comes out for people, he'll have been out. But when he was talking to Keem in that interview they did um, for whatever cover that was, uh, he said, they said both of, Keem said, you were supposed to be out by now. I was supposed to be out by now. But the pandemic shot their timelines back. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyways, um, so the second question, I can't even remember what I asked you. What did I ask you for the second question? Um, I guess what what was Oh, what's the biggest thing you learned? Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's a tough one. Or what's one of the <laughs> what's one of the things that you learned? It doesn't have to be the biggest. Okay. I was about to say, uh So I'll have to say that, that one of the of the biggest things I've learned from this project would have to be maybe um continuity had to be the the one thing i i learned the most of from this from this project just to to see a a, a <laughs> no <laughs> i i definitely would say like con continuity like this project taught me a whole lot about this project taught me a lot about continuity and it, it it forced me to to listen to how projects move as a whole and how like themes like develop sounds develop but they sounds are different but they still sound the same if that makes sense like I had to go back and listen to projects like the one that keeps popping in my head is is um Care for Me by Saba. That track when I listen to it reminds me very vividly of where I used to live. I used to live in Alexandria. When I used to commute from Alexandria to DC, I was in deep Alexandria. Now where where foxes come out at at five or six o'clock in the morning and you know they, they just screaming at a little black boy in a white neighborhood. You know, they just see me in there. It's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, I'm going back in the house. I'm catching me a, a $35 Uber. Forget that. But I remember listening to that track. Well, listening to that project from waking up, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm throwing on my tunes on my headphones and I'm either on the bike or I'm catching the bus to the metro, like to the train station and then going from there. And I noticed after you know you gave me your critique for certain parts of the project and you remind me to go back and listen to this or listen to that and each time i would get something different but one thing that i found that stood out that i would say is one of the biggest things i learned from this project was all of them had a sound they had like a like 
a family, if that makes sense. Everything sounded like there were different sounds, which made the listener go through like a, a roller coaster of emotions and sounds, but they all belong to the same family. And it took me a while to realize how to do that with um, with COG because it was like I didn't get it. I, it wasn't clicking for me then. I thought it was just like, OK, well, I'm going to put it all on the same thing and it all sound the same that way. It was like, no, these sounds have to feel the same and they also have to flow into each other seamlessly. And that's where that continuity comes in, where it was like those interludes. And it took me a long time, too, to even like fully grasp your idea of the project, especially when you started talking about interludes. I couldn't wrap my head around that. Even now, like as I'm like working on like mastering and trying to understand it, that's one of the biggest things that's like that's like got me at like a standstill. Well, I'm just like, how the heck do I like? I mean, now I'm learning more about it, but it, you know, I'm, I'm still having moments where I'm like, how the heck do I make sure that this translates across all like platforms and that it stays exactly the same from Spotify to Apple Music to whatever else is going to be like premiered at but i wouldn't think about any of this before this project before this project it was like okay the song starts at zero zero and it ends at three minutes 40 seconds three minutes 50 seconds or whatever or four minutes and i'm done i wouldn't think about spacing between tracks and you know here and there i was but not on this level nowhere near this level so i'll say that's one of the biggest things i got from this was just how tracks move amongst each other, how an album feels, the distinction between an album versus a mixtape and all these different things, the thought process that goes behind an album and just how it all flows together. It feels like a project rather than just a bunch of songs you just drew together. So that's one of the biggest things I learned from it. Yeah, I think I think that's really good insight. You know, shout out Andy Minio for yeah, his yeah, yeah. his project the arrow yeah. um he did the arrow and the sword two chapters i thought he was gonna do more maybe he will uh but the arrow rocked me you know mm. that and that came out over two years ago because i sent that i sent that project to matthew two before he died yeah because i sent i sent that project to matthew before he died and I said, because Matthew and Brittany were going through a deconstruction, like like kind of period of their lives in terms of Christianity, really questioning a lot. Um, and Matthew was Matthew was going through it, and and really reading stuff and, and really trying to figure out what he believed. And Andy's really in that place in that project, and I was and I sent that project to them. And I said, this really feels like where y'all have been. And so uh, they actually listened to that project together uh, before Matthew died. So he got to hear, mm. he got to hear the arrow and the arrow was crazy because everything flowed together. It went from mm. one room to the next. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't discontinuous. Yet the sounds were very different. Mm -hmm. Clarity sounds way different than I ain't done, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they they still seem in the same the family. Like it is like a color palette is mm -hmm. what I was thinking mm -hmm. as you were talking. When yeah, you're creating yeah. a body of work, 
you create the palette for it. And again, I've talked about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy being a big inspiration for me with this this record and making it deeper. It's it's over here sitting on my record shelf. And if I'm gonna pull out the vinyl roll fast so that people can see it who are watching. Sorry, people who are just listening, but I'm pulling out my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and pushing on my keyboard again. Breaking the fourth wall. Um, so people who have not seen this, um, say you haven't seen this record probably. No, that's really hard. I ain't seen it. It's pretty nuts. So um, I'm gonna pull this one out first. So just so that you can see this. So it's, this is this isn't right side up, but as you can tell, if you can see that, it's got the picture in the center, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if you remember this this album, that's probably not the cover that you remember. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is, this might be the cover you remember. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's a, it's a blurred out pixelated photo of basically Kanye with a white woman. Or maybe it's or maybe it's this, right? The the Kanye with a sword in his head. This used to be his his Twitter profile for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, or maybe it's the the ballerina woman. So these paintings are crazy too. I gotta figure out who the painter was for this. But so these are all different visually, right? Mm -hmm. But they're all in the same palette. Like they're all in the same situation. And even even this joint, you've probably never seen this one. Mm -mm. That's hard though. Multiple head Kanye situation. And so you stick these in the cover. And I put it up upside down. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna get this right one time for the one times. One time for your mind. Let's go to sleep in Paris. Wake up in Tokyo. Shout out Lupe Fiasco. Probably the dude who taught me about concepts first. So now it's right side up. <laughs> so nigga with the dog on his head. Um, and so it's it's got these different color palettes, or it's it's got like the same kind of family of of stuff but it mm. in like same style but it's telling the story from these different angles um and then you know the inside is is just super ornate i mean it's a it's a triple it's a triple kind of gatefold situation um with really really ornate lettering and then it also comes with this like big old poster of yay um and that same girl so it's like you get the bearded or the mustache lady and then you get yay in a in a tux with like all the track Ooh, listing credits that boy and stuff. clean that boy clean right there yeah it's this this vinyl is is a crazy package um my favorite record of all time but again still not listening to yay because he tripping right now oh man you missing that bro i'm just gonna tell you I mean, 
got to got to stand on this for the moment. But his trumping ain't for me. Um, <laughs> I can't help with that. I appreciate that he he loved the Lord and stuff, but he also rocking with some individuals that I ain't messing with. Um, he's just, he dude was tripping a little. He's tripping a little bit. He needs to stop tripping. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, and so that's all set. Like all that to say, like it sits in the same kind of family. Like you pick a palette, you pick a style, and then you kind of rock with that. And sometimes, like you might want to go a bunch of different directions, but those directions don't particularly fit the body of work. So that's how you mm-hmm. see like artists at times like saying this record's tight, but it doesn't really fit the body of work, and it gets thrown out. Like Kendrick with with Tapimba Butterfly. Untitled Unmastered had a bunch of tracks that were potentially for T-Pad, but they just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And so, Levitate, 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 on Like, mm-hmm. you know, people love that track, but that track didn't fit to Pimp a Butterfly at all. And so, you know, it's just, it's that sort of thing. Um, and for me, I think in bodies of work, I don't ever really want to make, I mean, I make one-off stuff, but I'm not I'm not out here trying to make like a bunch of singles. That's not really my vibe. And that's how a lot of people treat producers. Because a lot of people in hip hop right now, in general, in music in general, they're not really thinking about cohesive bodies of work as much. It's like trying to get that track to pop on TikTok, trying to get that track to pop on SoundCloud, trying to get that track to pop on reels or whatever it is, so that they can get the notoriety and so mm-hmm. it's figuring out where where stuff kind of meshes but all in all man i appreciate you for taking on this this beast of a project to seeing it through uh to to doing it with excellency and i'll leave this time open for you to plug your pluggables as people say to, to put people on to what you got, where to follow you and how to support your work, how to hire you, this, that, and third floor is yours. Um, I first have to thank, um, thank God for, you know, blessing me with the opportunity. No, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. To... The Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to thank our father, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who is Lord, and just for blessing us with the opportunity to come together in communion to make this um, project a reality. Um, Also, for all the viewers you are listening here, if you um, could be so kind just to follow me on on the socials, so Instagram, my name there is Te the producer, T A E E the producer. Again, it is T A E E the producer. Uh, now, nah, yeah, my my socials are pretty much the same across all the um all the platforms. T A E E. We laughing, laughing. T A E E. These niggas ain't going to follow you because it's going to take them 45 seconds to hear the information. <laughs> T-A-E-E, the producer on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think I'm Tayshawn Jackson on there, but don't nobody use Facebook for real, for real, except like old people. 
but <laughs> Instagram and Twitter is where you can find me. Um, SoundCloud. If anybody, yeah, SoundCloud, T-A-E-E, the producer. Um, if anybody want any type of work when it comes to that, just, you know, shoot me a message. Let's talk. Shoot me a DM. Um, you can shoot me an email. You can go through Trevor or you can go to my SoundCloud. Um, and we could chop it up there. See what you're working with, what your story is, and I'll do my best to help you tell it. Um, stay tuned for but some more. But if you work. ain't speaking that Guapanese, and oh yeah, I mean, that, you, know, you ain't speaking we, that language. I mean, you know, we, we, you gotta and, come and just with let people also know this: it ain't nothing free. For real, for I real. I, I ain't giving Nathan away. You for free? You, you gotta. I'll tell you a story the best I can, but at a fee. Exactly. Well, you we, know, you gonna pay what you owe. But yeah, um, you can find me through all those places. Feel free to hit me up just to chop it up. If you want to talk about the record of COG, for sure, hit me up. And especially any new producers or engineers or aspiring engineers, people that just want to get into music, um, hit me up. You got any questions about anything um, music related? I do my best to to help you out. And maybe in the coming future, I'll start to explain my process on the uh, on the tube of you, um, so people can just vibe out and see what's going on. Um, you know, I I found out a, a lot of ways to do stuff just from trial and error, and a lot of shortcuts I took between things. You know, to find out something and it works. I'm here now. You know, by the grace of God. But if I can show you and help you along your journey, let's get it popping. So yeah. Yeah, Kai. Well, that was Tayshawn's latest symphony, as Kanye West would say. <laughs> Kanye says, see, I just gave you a symphony. Yeah. I um, just gave you some art. When he when no, when it when it comes to him talking, he says, see, I just gave you a symphony right there. Yeah, um, that was art. That was art. We just did it right there, man. So. But yeah, follow him on SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, T A E E the producer. Hit him up if you need any work. Producers and all that. producer. <laughs> and yeah, appreciate y'all watching this episode of Durag Thoughts. And make sure if you have not even peeked into COG, you ain't watched all the videos, you haven't journeyed through it. One, I don't know why you listened to this whole episode if you ain't even seen the project, trying to turn the last page of the book before the book is, you know, even started reading. But guess what? We ain't even give spoilers like that. There's these tugboat niggas still blasting this tugboat at what time is it? Midnight. It's 12, after midnight. Yeah. I don't know why these these niggas is blasting this. We ain't gonna tell you where I am because I don't trust y'all like that. Sorry. Um, but a special thanks to Tay the producer for all the music used in Durag Thoughts. You can follow him on SoundCloud and all of his social media at T-A-E-E the producer. Appreciate y'all for listening to this episode of Durag Thoughts. If you vibed off of it, make sure you subscribe to us on wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and take a screenshot and share it to your social media to get the word out about Durag Thoughts. And I'll catch you all on the flip. Be easy. Be safe. Peace.